As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. It's time. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of God only knows where, when the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. We are mainly into the COVID-19 pandemic. We have a lot to cover with that. We have a lot of other stories to talk about. It's no holes barred radio, and that's the only way we'll have it on It's Time Radio. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller. I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer. <laughs> piano tuner or plumber signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy simply download the paypal app and display your own unique qr code for your customers to scan touch-free qr code payments no seller fees until 2021 not applicable to paypal here transactions other fees may apply shop safe with paypal yo i'm here with my co-host tj DeSantis. tj another week of isolation stay at home has gone by we're in week basically number three here in california how is my brother TJ DeSantis and his family doing? Bored. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I, I've been joking with people. And I, I try to be lighthearted as possible about this because it's very serious. Um, yeah. You know, I made a tweet the other day. Uh, you know, you can look at the evolution of the story on this show. This show is a very good time capsule for, you know, when you first started talking about it. Like, I mean, you were a good, you know, month, month and a half uh, ahead of everyone when we had, a, you know, a doctor on to talk about this. And um, I was saying, like, look, it's similar to the flu. Like, there's no reason to worry about it. It's in China. It's not here yet. You know, and then it slowly but surely becomes more and more of a big deal. And, uh, you know, this past week, we surpassed the number 3,000 as far as deaths are concerned here in the United States. And that hit me hard, Bruce, because I've drawn a lot of comparisons between the COVID-19 pandemic and 9-11. And, uh, you know, the world as we know it has really changed here, you know, the last couple of weeks since we've been on this, you know, shelter in place order. And uh, the last time I can remember anything like this where I was, you know, somewhat uncomfortable about the idea of leaving my home 
was when I was a, a senior in high school and 9-11 had just occurred. And then I saw that number, um, you know, with the deaths here in the United States surpassing 3,000, there have been more deaths due to COVID-19 than the direct attacks of 9-11. And well, it's crazy. If I'm not mistaken, um, it's over 4,000 now. We had the largest oh, no. day ever. We, we There was, uh, as of 11 o'clock last night or so, it was like 800 and... 11 or more people had died just yesterday here in the United States, which is now the leading country in the world for COVID virus, COVID-19 virus infections. But we'll go over more of that. Right. Let's bring on hey, our real guests. Real quick, I want to hit on one thing and you yeah. know, we'll peek behind the curtain. The rest sure. of the show from this moment forward has already been done. This is, yeah, it's like the Matrix. We manipulate everything. We t- I make a joke with John a little bit later about you know the lockdown that we're on. I'm not going to spoil that punchline because I uh-huh. think it's funny. But with that said, Bruce, we're in this lockdown and it's very, it's toothless. And I don't know what we're doing here if we're going to lock down everyone and not allow them to go out, but still allow them to go out and thus spread the virus. And while they're out, they can't go to the store and actually stimulate the economy. Yes, they can go to the the bare essentials. They can go to the grocery store, the bank, the post office, et cetera. But the economy is broken because you can't go to, you know, a Best Buy or, you know, I mean, uh, targets are open and whatnot, but still like. It's difficult. I think we need to really make up our mind as a country here on whether or not we're going to, you know, really button down the hatches and go inside and be on lockdown and take it seriously, or we're just going to not do it and stop because far too many people are disobeying these orders, which that's going to further progress the spread of this virus. And because of that, not only are we crippling the economy because we're not letting people go into the stores, but we're also not really cutting off uh the the supply and source of this virus from you know being transmitted from one another because no one's being forced to actually stay inside i'm i'm with you and i want to comment so much more so why don't bring why don't we bring on john and let's all share this and let's get into this because there's a lot to talk about it it's just ever changing daily daily uh for all of us in many ways so let's all tell our own personal stories let's let's hear others and let's support each other this is the it's time support show here we Qu- go. Quarantine edition. <laughs> and now it's time to bring on my good friend, my brother, my UFC brother, commentator extraordinaire, John Anik. John, we are stay at home. We are not seeing each other at shows. I haven't seen you for a while. How are you doing? How is it at home with the family? And how are these changes affecting you? Well, it's good to hear your voice. I know we've been checking in every few days uh, just for peace of mind. Uh, it's been a challenge. Again, I think uh, there are a lot of people who have it a lot worse. You know, I'm happy to live in a nice place and uh, thankfully able to take my kids outside a couple times a day. I think it's just sad for the kids. It's, ha- it's sad for high school seniors. Uh, it's sad for kids who socially all of a sudden have their friends ripped away from them. And eventually, I think three weeks in, you know, this is our 20th day of basically complete isolation as a family of five starting to wear on my daughters a little bit, but we're making the best of it. You know, I cleaned every bathroom in my house today. I detailed four toilets. Uh, I've been cooking. So uh, just trying to make the best of it and waiting for that call from Dana White like you, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Speaking of that call, and I'm glad to hear everything's copacetic at home. Uh, one thing before I talk about the call, uh, they're now predicting Miami's the next hotspot, one of the next hotspots. Have you heard that down there? Yeah, Florida does not appear to be in a great place in terms no. of proactivity getting ahead of this thing or otherwise so uh i think we're some a a target area that a lot of people kind of felt could 
uh, be an epicenter, at least domestically, at some point in time. So we're hoping for the best. Uh, you know, I think you can only judge on when you go out, what are your visuals? And it's not a ghost town out there. I'm one of the few people when I do go to the store once a week uh, who is wearing a mask and gloves. So uh, hope, hopefully people are heeding the advice of government because uh, these next two weeks are, are shaping up as something fierce. Yeah, that's what everybody's saying. The next two weeks are going to be the biggest spike. Uh, we're being told that here in Los Angeles. We're also being told now by President Trump this will go on until April 30th. But I think the most consensus of opinion is we could be this way at least at a minimum until the end of May. But, you know, nobody knows. It's changing day by day. Speaking of April 18th, we're all on call. Um, that's really all I can say. I, I have no information, John, regarding April 18th. Right. I think anybody who's looking at the situation uh, as an outsider would probably feel like at this point it seems hard to think that you could get an international show done and have all these athletes and all of these staff members coming from different pockets of the world. I think in a perfect world it would be Las Vegas, but that yeah. community is very restricted right now. So I don't know, my man. I feel like... I feel very convicted that it's going to happen on April 18th. I just couldn't tell you where. You know, I do think it's going to be in the United States of America, and uh, hopefully you and I can drive there because I know <laughs> a, a major international airport doesn't sound appetizing or safe or rational right now. So uh, just kind of taking it day by day, and I think it's easy three weeks out to say, yeah, we'll be there, gung-ho, um, but we don't know where, we don't know what, uh, all we know is when. Well, it's more like uh, two weeks and four days, John. So it's getting less and less. It's a, a yeah. big task. If anybody can pull it off, it's Dana White and his team. But um, I'm waiting for the phone call, waiting for the uh, call to arms, and we will see what happens. That's really all I can say at that point. Other news that's happening in the uh, UFC world, the mixed martial arts world, as we're all aware of, is John Jones has now pleaded guilty to his DWI. He has house arrest. John McCarthy's gone public by saying UFC should release him. Bellator should not even pick him up. It's a shame to see this keep happening, you know, and I, I, there's really no excuse for it. Um, it's we'll just be repeating past conversations. How did this hit you when you saw that, John? Well, it's sad. I think it didn't really hit me hard until I watched the the police footage, and that was just sad to me. Right, hearing the tone in his voice and just how yeah. defeated he was. I also was with him at an event recently, uh, very recently in Houston, and his daughters were there in the front row. And yep. so I saw them together not all that long ago. So from that standpoint, it's a little bit embarrassing at this point to keep having to go back to your daughters with whatever transgression. You know, I know the penalty this time around doesn't appear to be uh, too swift. Uh, but I just feel like eventually you go back to the well, go back to your kids to explain yourself as they don't get younger, right? As they get older, it just becomes a very hard navigation. So I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I'm hopeful that you know, maybe this is the true bottom out and this will affect change. But I'm not as optimistic as I've been in the past that he's really going to write the ship and be that pay-per-view juggernaut that we all know uh, or we think we know he can be. Exactly. And what you just said is we hope they'll be better for it. But last time we hoped he'd be better for it. The time for, for that, we hoped he'd be better for it. So John, self-admittedly, obviously has a very serious problem, barring anything else. He might have a pro an issue with, with alcohol. It obviously is, seems to be his biggest issue from what, from what I'm seeing here. So let's just hope for the best. It's another kink in uh, the process of UFC. We're facing all the faces going forward. One of, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, mixed martial artists in the world now. Back to the same thing again. Do you think that this is going to have any effect? Um, you know maybe a little better than me. When we do get back to normal fully and we're having fights and everything else, 
Would this prevent him from fighting, John? Well, I think it's probably grounds for some sort of promotional action or suspension, but oftentimes yeah. the UFC will let the law sort of dictate what they do. So uh, it seems like the law has spoken. And I also think for John, it'd be sending a good statement to the UFC and the fans if he would check himself into some sort of place and not just sort of as a uh, as a front or as, you know, as sort of a figure for people to look at, but to really go and try to make use of the rehabilitation for an extended period of time. Uh, not ideal ripping him away from the kids to go do that, obviously, but, uh, you know, training camp rips him away plenty too. So I don't know. I feel like I'd like him to clean up his desk drawer first before uh, we really think about his return. Yeah, I do too. You know, and, and you wonder with the rehab centers and everything going on with the shutdowns, this is probably a very hard time. I think I was reading something by Dr. Drew saying this is a very hard time for people that are addicted. Obviously, you know, sitting home, not being able to attend their their trip, their triple uh, A, excuse me, their double A meetings, their Alcoholics Anonymous meetings and other meetings to help them going. This is definitely a difficult time because, listen, we can't even go to the doctor normal right now. I mean, it, right. God forbid, no, God forbid when your kids get sick, you oh, can't even go to the doctor. My uh, my wife actually had a, a dental procedure uh, done yesterday, uh, an emergency dental procedure, and had to sign a bunch of documentation just to actually go into the clinic. Uh, she had a, a piece of uh, a food or something stuck behind uh, one of her wisdom teeth and, and had oh. a huge infection. And it was a touch and go for a couple of days on whether or not she was going to even be able to be seen by a dentist. It's crazy. Yeah, my dentist is closed. I had a teeth cleaning appointment last week, and like most of us, obviously, those are all being canceled. And other doctors working from home, doing their prescriptions from home. You know, it's we haven't seen anything like this, guys. I and mean, let's talk about COVID nineteen. We got a viral update here. We got to uh, deal with what's going on now. They are saying that in the next, uh, before this is over, the guesstimate now, you've all heard it, is a hundred to two hundred thousand deaths in the United States. The United States is now the leading leader of infected cases in the COVID virus. There's now more than 200,000 cases confirmed in the United States, which is more than any other country in the world. Yesterday, we had the highest death rate uh, at approximately 11 o'clock last night. It was at 810 uh, deaths for the day. I'm reading things all the time. An NFL agent who just lost both of his parents within six minutes of each other to the COVID virus. You've got Chris Cuomo, the fine uh, man from CNN that I watch every night. He's been diagnosed with coronavirus. Um, we're hearing a lot of cases. Uh, he's he resorting to his uh, basement to not affect his family, doing a CNN reports from there. But I got to tell you something, guys. If you watch CNN, if you watch Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York, man, I hope this guy runs for president. I, I am such a huge fan of the way this oh, guy does his stuff. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah, he's I really great. like the way that he's speaking, just very frankly. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter, I think, what side of the aisle you come down on. Um, it's it's always good to be able to recognize strong leadership and the way that guy addresses the media and, and just people in general. Uh, yeah, he's a strong uh, presence in a room, and I enjoy hearing him speak in these difficult times. Yeah, it's strong. And I also like the interplay between he and his brother, Aunt, uh, Chris Cuomo. You know, yeah. I love you, mom's meatballs, this, that. Because you know what? We need that right now. We're all stuck at home. We have our loved ones. We're not interacting with our friends except for, like the other night, um, with a very good friend of mine, we had a dinner date, right? A four-hour Zoom dinner date. Each of us having a glass of wine and candles and our food in front of us. That's where we're at, guys. Society's changed. And John, you brought up a subject earlier about the kids, high school kids. I look at my boys, 12 and 15, and, and your kids, and they're missing out on, as we all are, 
but them in the age of innocence are missing out on that interaction, their their high school proms, school. Everybody can say whatever they want. The future is still untold. We don't know where we're going to be with this. And with the um, other thing, like when you think about it, I mentioned this last week, John, but think about it. We are at war because right now – Companies such as Ford, who's going to build 50,000 ventilators in 100 days, uh, hopefully. What difference does that make than Ford building tanks in World War II? 3M making masks. What difference does that make than other factories in World War II that began to make bullets to, to service the war? And us staying home and, and lights out and curfews and not ability to walk around and preserving essentials. We are in a world war, folks. And we're experiencing similar things, just like they did in World War II, but not with bombs falling all around us, but with an unseen enemy floating in the air all around us. I don't mean to get so morbid. we got to talk about a few things here to go on. Let's talk about the effect on the economy. I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but Amazon workers are walking out. Whole food workers are striking as of yesterday. One of the key reasons, aside from any money they might be looking for, is they're not getting protective gear, being on the front lines as they are during this pandemic, which let's give credit to the food service workers out there, aside from the unbelievable credit and tears I share for the for the workers out there who one in ten will be affected on the front lines such as police, firemen, medical workers. It's crazy. It's crazy. Travelers now, travelers that had all their trips booked, because companies don't want to go out of business, they're not refunding. They're not refunding during these times. They're saying you can use it as a credit for the future. We even had an incident here um, it was in Pennsylvania at a Garrity's supermarket. A woman was arrested for coughing on food, right? They had to throw away $35,000 worth of food. She's been arrested on a terrorist act. This is in Hanover Township, terrorist. Pennsylvania. It, it, it wow. is a terrorist. But it is a terrorist act. Well, I, it, it's considered I, an act of terrorism. I, I believe that I sneezed in the post office the other day and thought that they were going to kill me. So, yeah. Well, oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Did, you got- did, she, did she cover her mouth? No, she sneezed directly on the food. So she's they doing had, this on purpose. She was intentionally spitting Got and it. coughing on merchandise. She attempted, she's obviously a wacko. She attempted to steal a 12-pack of beer from the store before the before she was ordered to leave by the employees. Was it Corona? <laughs> I don't know. Come I think, on. We need, come on, TJ. Jesus All right, Christ. Can, can, I, can, I give you, uh, can I give you an appropriate joke that ties it uh, into we, we all uh, We all need a laugh. We all need well, a laugh. So he, here, give the here's joke. a good laugh. I, I think that you know the shelter in place uh thing here in uh california a lot of people have been saying oh it's like a police state it's like martial law and i'm like i think it's actually like mixed martial arts law because you can't leave your house but if you do what are they gonna do they're just gonna give you a warning just like every time you grab the fence you're just gonna get a warning never get that point deducted we we have had policemen giving tickets around here 200 dollars tickets by choice to people that shouldn't be on the streets how how does that work though yeah you have probable cause to pull someone over to see where they're I, going? Like, I don't think I, that's legal. You got to break can, a law or something. I cannot answer that. I just know of a couple instances. I don't know the reason. I talked to Brian, my my brother, who's an ex-police officer, and he said he's amazed they even have the time to do that with everything going on because unless there's martial law, there's really nothing like that in place that he knew of. So who right. knows? Who yeah. Knows? See, I just don't believe it. I, I mean, I don't know where you heard that, who said that. I think there's a lot of, like, you know, rumor mill stuff no, going on. No, no, it on, comes out. You know these mama blogs and neighborhood blogs that the reports come out. People that's who, exactly where you go to spread nonsense that's not real. It can happen. you got to decipher what's right and what's wrong. But let's talk about another thing here. In California, because of the COVID-19 incidents in jails, the amount that it can spread so far, California prisons is going to release 3,500 inmates early yeah. figuring COVID-19 outbreak. Now, let me ask you a question. 
There's no jobs out there. They are being released in the street with their $100, $200, whatever they get, the clothes on their back they had when they went in, and now they're out in the streets. Okay? Well, Do you think that that could be – I mean, crime is actually down, last I heard, 10% because obviously people can't walk the streets or whatever, but crime is still happening. Americans are beefing up home security, bracing for this pandemic. Beverly Hills stores here in Beverly Hills have emptied their, their uh, stores of all inventory, and some stores are even like Pottery Barn I saw the other day is boarding up their windows. Why? Because they're feeling, fearing eventual looting. People sure. are thinking of the future. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it is all pointing to it could happen. Folks have been researching now in new home security systems from two of the biggest providers, right, are now up 86% in sales, just like we see the lines at the gun stores, which are now closed here in California. Well, you can't I, the, even do it. The uh, L.A. Sheriff's Department had to actually go as far as threaten to cut the electricity to some of these firearm stores because – uh, they were, you know, labeled non-essential businesses and just stayed open because the lines were out the door. And, you know, that's obviously how you make money uh, in, in, you know, these times you never know when you're going to get, you know, the opportunity to make more money and literally having to cut the power or threaten to Bruce to get people to, you know, stop selling guns and ammunition. I'll say it again, John history. When you talk to somebody and they say history shows, there is no history. There is no more history. We are writing history daily. We are learning daily, and it's changing daily. And just like anything else in life, you've got to be willing and ready to adapt. John, as a family man and a father, okay, being at home, I mean, I'm single the whole bit. You know, we know my situation. I've got my boys and everything. I've got a support factor to choose. You are home with your beautiful, lovely wife, Chrissy. You're home with your three children. Let's go over seven tips to survive working home with your spouse. I would like your opinion on this. You ready? Let's go. Okay. You're together 24-7 now. It's very disruptive. One of the things that they're recommending is when you get up in the morning, take a few minutes each morning to evaluate the prior day and review today's schedule. Like yeah. like discussing what – Well, I, I know. That's why I want to hear your opinion. Discussing what worked yesterday and what didn't, what's on the schedule for today, and asking your spouse, how can I help you today? What do you need from me? Your comment on number one. Is this podcast explicit or clean? Say anything you want, Big J. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, I got <laughs> one of three children waking up at 5.45 a.m. most days, right? I'm putting in 15, 16 hours, essentially, of child care in some way, shape, or form if I'm not cooking or cleaning from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. So, respectfully, there isn't time in the morning to assess. I mean, there are certain things where if we get away from a routine and a hard and fast schedule for my daughters, they have worse days. So I think having reminders every now and again to stay on schedule and to try to, you know, keep morale high is worthwhile. But uh, if you think I'm going to roll over in bed before a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, wax poetic to my wife about the day before, uh, there's there's just no time for that, my man. Well, let's speak about rolling over in bed with your wife. Not too personal here, but they say, if possible, try and work in separate places and avoid setting up shop in the bedroom. The bedroom should be your place where you chat, sleep, or you're romantic with your wife. Okay? You want it to be more of a family and a couple space, not your workspace. Comment. So as TJ knows this, the way my master bedroom is set up, I don't want to call it a master suite, but I have an entire nook that is my podcast studio office. So my office is in my bedroom. Uh, so the author of this article certainly would not recommend that, but uh, we've made it work. 
Okay, so we have one violation of the recommendation, but it's not a violation because yeah. it works. <laughs> Next, have a designated do not disturb place. Basically, your safe room from your wife <laughs> and kids. A room where you can just basically be not be disrupted. You can focus, meet a deadline. You can uh, find ways to demonstrate when you're ready for somebody to interrupt you, which I assume is your bedroom. So when you're in your bedroom, right, do the kids and your wife know to knock? Not disturb you? Absolutely. Okay. Because more often than not, I'm doing some form of broadcasting when I'm in here like right now. So I'm in the master's suite undisturbed. So we got that box checked. There you go. I heard that uh, Pornhub is a great place to practice your commentating. Okay, so here we go on. They got, uh, don't see. John, did you get that? That was a joke. I did. I laughed under my breath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> TJ, did, TJ didn't laugh because he's got probably a prescription. No, no, I was, just, I was looking at something online. What? Okay, I was. It, you'd have to be. You'd have. You'd have to have heard it. No big deal. Let's. let's no, no. I know. Let's I was go. at Pornhub. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Big one, John. Here, you might be sharing an office. You might be sharing a home. You might be sharing work, but don't treat your spouse like a coworker. How do you draw that line between being a husband, a delegated husband, delegating tasks? I mean, is there a line to be drawn, or is that even an issue with you? See, I, I, it's not an issue, right? Like, we don't lose the romanticism because our relationship has evolved or devolved into a, a business transaction, right? I think most married couples would tell you um, that there is some sort of business transaction there, and we pick up each other's slack. I mean, we are in such unison in terms of working together in this household that if she stops doing the dishes, I may go finish them and she'll finish wiping something down or taking care of the care of the baby. I mean, I don't know. I feel like we've had a successful marriage over 10 years because we're not afraid to, you know, treat it like business and we work well together. So I, sometimes it can be hard to separate those things for us. Uh, as I said earlier, we've found a way to make it work. Okay. So now with the, with the potential uh, separation, anxiety and everything else that could occur around the home, being around each other 24 seven, they also recommend when things get tough, you know, cause there's going to be good days and bad days and to help mitigate anything you're doing, or if you're about to explode at your spouse, that you should have a code word. I guess it's kind of like the, the sex code word, you know, safe word or they call it, but code, uh, code word, not yeah. a sex code word, not a safe word. I'm talking about a word in the house. Like things are going to get, we're going to blow up. Things are going to get bad here. Let's have a code yeah. word. Let's stop this. Did that make any yeah. sense to you? Yeah, no, it did. I was thinking I should actually have a code word with my oldest daughter uh, <laughs> to communicate away <laughs> from my wife too. No, we, there's, uh, there's some benefits I would think to having a code word for sure. Uh, but you're talking to the wrong guy, right? I cuss in front of my kids. So you're talking to the wrong guy there. All right. Then they have this last one, which is actually kind of cute. Create an imaginary scapegoat. Like, blame Frank. If something doesn't happen, have somebody imaginary, like a house staff person, that, you know, you, you can't believe that so-and-so didn't take the dishes out of the dishwasher. You can't believe that so-and-so is so loud. You know, like, blaming on somebody else if you've got to, like, let it go, like you just commented, whether it's a curse or whatever. That's a little weird to me, but maybe it works. Yeah. No, that, that definitely strikes a chord with me. You know, I was cleaning the toilets today, and uh, I had... Uh, I had a target. I'll just leave it at that, you know. So uh, I think that <laughs> definitely can work. You just start, you know, screaming at uh, maybe the last person who cleans your toilet, you know, something like that. So uh, I actually think that can be therapeutic to uh, to get that out there. And, yeah, I think a source of bonding if a couple were to be like, oh, this toilet's fucking dirty. Come on, Frank. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Or come on, Mr. Clean, or whatever you want to use. Now you're staying at home, John. you got to entertain yourself. Um, you know, the TV is obviously uh, Netflix and uh, Hulu and Hulu and Voodoo and Udo and all these different places are thriving at this right. time, as well as online poker. Um, I'm seeing those sites increase like crazy. So I've been watching, you know, obviously a number of shows and stuff. I just finished the Netflix series Tiger King. Have you heard about it? Yes, I'm about five episodes in, so I don't oh. know how it ends because I didn't follow the story, you know, when it was all going down. But, uh, yeah, it's very disturbing, very captivating, and uh, very inappropriate for children. <laughs> very inappropriate for children. You know, but now it's all coming out. This, this is actually becoming one of the biggest stories, you know, to take us away from our COVID-19 issue, something to, you know, give us a sidetrack. But they're already talking about making the movie. They're talking about Kevin Bacon as being the number one choice to play Joe Exotic. They're talking about Charlize Theron to, Theron to play Joe Exotic, which actually she could. She's played a man before. She'd be an amazing, an yeah. Oscar-winning actress. Ben Stiller, um, uh, just all these people. I think this is going to become a film. And it's definitely one of the biggest hits on cable. I recommend everybody watch this. You know, if you're if you're into something that's about as weird as it possibly can get, focusing around a main character that is offbeat and weird and interesting and fascinating and weird and weird and weird as it can get, check out Tiger King. Most definitely. Yeah, John, dude is a a total creep, and uh, we've been squeezing it in. You know, watching it every night, trying to finish it, uh, avoiding spoilers and everything else, but. Uh, yeah, it certainly uh, passes the time. You know, I think for a lot of people, the biggest challenge right now is how do you run clock? You know, how do you make the days feel like they're going by quickly? And I think getting outside has helped us, but I just think a routine and having a schedule um, is the real saving grace. And if Tiger King's a part of it, then bless you. How do you feel about the president mentioning yesterday and people saying before that wearing masks when you're out is not really doing much good unless you're infected wearing the mask to avoid spreading it. Now they're saying that really it's getting down to the point we should all be wearing masks as extra protection, even a scarf around our face going outside. When you go to the store, John, I'm wearing an N95 mask when I go to the store now. I look like Daffy Duck, you know, but I just got to be careful because obviously myself, my family, my mom, all of us with the same reasons. What do you do when you go to the store, John? Do you, do you keep, obviously oh, I mean, you keep your distance? Yeah, what, do you, what, uh, what do you do? Hand sanitizer, obviously, before and after. I'm wearing gloves. I'm wearing a mask. I don't have an N95 mask, but I've worn a mask for weeks at this point uh, when I was the only one wearing a mask down here. So uh, I can't see how it hurts you. I understand it might not be as beneficial, especially one of the masks that I have. But, uh, no, I think everybody needs to take every necessary precaution. And uh, I'll be honest with you, if I didn't have a baby who, like, didn't eat a lot of different foods and didn't need bananas. You know, I might not have left my house in two weeks. I want to tell you one quick story, though, Buff, because I Please, think it's a go. good idea for people. My mom has been by herself for three straight weeks, about <sighs> 20 minutes away. So yesterday afternoon, me and my siblings, we haven't seen each other at all. You know, we all drove to my mom's house, parked in the street six feet from one another, and called her outside. And she came outside, and she got to see all her grandchildren, and she burst into tears. And I just think if there's anything you can do like that to break up the days and lift somebody up, especially somebody close to you, get creative because, you know, that didn't just make my mom's day. I feel like it made her week. And uh wasn't my idea, you know, it was something my brother saw online, and 
I'd encourage people to get out there and try to send love in the most creative way you can. John, it's a beautiful thing you just said, which I do every day with my mom, my aunt. Uh, FaceTime. FaceTime, Zoom, the best thing you can do for people home alone. John, I couldn't even imagine. I don't even want to say this, but I have to say it. Let me put it this way. I couldn't imagine having a loved one or a brother like someone close to me like you are or anybody, but much less anybody, but somebody I'm close to, and, and God forbid they get this, and God forbid they're in ICU, and you can't even be with them. I can't even imagine what that's like for people that are going through this right now. You know? Torture. And, uh, you know, the closest person outside my wife and kids to me, my identical twin brother, is still working. And uh, his business has been deemed essential here in Florida. I won't get into too many specifics, but they provide a service uh, to a lot of underprivileged people. And um, he's going to work and putting himself, you know, in the line of fire, so to speak, every day, uh, you know, trying to help people and do the right thing. Um, so it's a scary thing, man. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping every day when I wake up that he calls me and says, we're closing the doors, man. Too risky. I hope you get that call, and I hope he's okay as a result of that call. I really do. You know, I'm sitting here trying to adjust and going through what I'm going through in my world. I have work to do. I have other businesses that are actually are working at this time, you know, ventures. Obviously, I'm not going to UFCs until further notice or we'll see what happens April 18th. But it's caused me to think about what I can do personally to help with the situations anyway. One of the biggest things out there people are having a hard time with is getting the N95 masks, like you mentioned, getting regular medical masks, the test kits. I have been working daily trying to put, and I am putting people together, manufacturers, distributors with buyers, whether it's the state of Florida that I'm working on something on right now, or whether it's else, people are in dire need of this equipment. And it's like the wild, wild west out there, John and TJ. It's it, it, my, my, my sources, my one pharmaceutical company I'm working with that's FDA approved that's actually working on a home test kit right now that we will be able to take our tests at home. Um, I'm helping them source the materials to, to make this happen amongst distribution to others. Guys, it changes every day. Now they were coming in from China. Now China's about to stop all export of these things. They were coming in from Korea. That's probably going to uh, freeze up soon, too. There's other sources from Germany. Prices are going up daily. And then what's happening is it happens in wartime. There are profiteers out there. We're selling, like, let's an example, test kits, which you could buy, like, as an example, maybe not now, but you could have bought for 20 bucks. They're selling them. For $60, $70, taking advantage of people. Masks going out at ridiculous prices, taking advantage of people. You're going to see arrests. You're going to see issues with people profiteering. What I'm trying to do, whether I can make it happen or not, but it looks like I'm able to and no reason to go into detail, is just to help people source out and get these materials. Because cities, medical centers, hospitals, frontline responders, and even down to uh, Whole Foods workers and Amazon workers, they need these things. And everybody's trying like hell to get this done. It is a wild, wild west out there. Do, do you follow me? Can you can you grasp what I'm saying? Yeah, it's great. And it's great that you're in a position to potentially affect major change right I'm now. Trying. Uh, I'm trying. It's just a, it's a sad reality that we find ourselves in. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, these checks get to people sooner rather than later. Yeah. I mean, we can literally run through every single field and bemoan what these people are going through you know uh every single field essentially is affected the live event space 
this is crippling for all of us who work in live events. Um, and just imagine, you know, I know people have criticized the UFC for, for trudging onward, but just imagine what it's like in those executive offices oh. as you try to appease all these different masters uh, and put a show on and get fighter medicals done. Uh, it's a huge undertaking, you know? It's huge, and I don't think Dana and Hunter and the other powers that be are even sleeping right now. And, you know, they're doing what they can do. Everything's changing daily. I know you mentioned the criticism potential, whatever, but nobody knows, John. Everybody's trying to do what they can do. You know, I, what, what is your guesstimate, John? What is your guess? I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. Obviously, things are getting canceled. The World Series of Poker will probably be canceled. Even though it starts in June, they're probably waiting, waiting, waiting. I personally don't want to sit at a poker table with people coming in from all over the world. Would you? Fuck no. Fuck no. Oh, shit. That was, oh, oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> sorry, TJ, that was number four, but it was a light one. <laughs> uh, it's a pandemic. You're fine. I'm fine. I'm Rules fine. don't apply. Yeah, exactly. John, do you think we're going to see a basketball game by the end of May? Do you think we're going to see a baseball game? What do you think? So, Let's just put UFC very- over to the right because they're doing what they can do. What do you think? What does your gut tell you? Well, it's interesting as a sports fan because you can argue for the NBA and the NHL that this maybe didn't happen at the worst of times because if they are able to just pick things up and have a delayed postseason, uh, you know, the end of those regular seasons was imminent really to begin with. You know, the NHL, the Boston Bruins have 100 points. They're the best team in, in the NHL right now, and it looked like they were on their way to making a deep run, potentially winning the Stanley Cup, right? So as a, as a Bruins fan, I'm certainly hoping that they can have some sort of postseason and not just give the Bruins the Cup for having the most points. Um, but I don't think it's that likely, to be honest with you, given the backdrop right now. I mean, I think Major League Baseball is in the most interesting situation because, I, and I know the purists don't want to hear this, Buff, but you shave a 162-game season down to like 75 or 50 even, uh, and you would bring back a lot of people, you know, guys like me who at one point were watching 150 games a summer. Now I can barely stomach an inning, you know? So if it was a 50 game season and there were huge consequences every time they took the field, um, that would probably bring me back to baseball. So, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how, how it plays out. I'm, I'm excited. We have the NFL draft to talk about in a few weeks, you know, whether you yeah. think it should be going on or not. Um, I'm excited that we're going to have new players on new teams to talk about here before the month is out. Well, that'll happen with everybody on their laptop. I don't see it happening in a big room with a ton of people, but it will happen. You know, I'm speaking of Major League Baseball. What they've done is Major League Baseball is going to pay minor league baseball players their salaries through the uh, COVID-19 hiatus, which, you know, we might think it's a lot of money, but actually they'll be receiving $400 per week and they'll be getting their medical benefits as part of the plan. So at least they stepped up to help for the minor league baseball players. But what does that mean for the Major League Baseball players? Are they getting their checks? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's all collectively bargained for. Got it. Okay. So, well, yeah. Guaranteed money is guaranteed money. Now, John, we're trying to, you're right, TJ, we're trying to occupy ourselves. I'm sure you do, and I'm sure you have a lot of free time. Do you uh, play any kind of games online or on your app, like Word for Friends, or do uh, you want to gamble with me and lose some money? I mean, what do you want to do? Can we do something together? Do you have, yeah, do you have a- I would. I would absolutely be willing to to gamble and lose money you know candidly our days are really centered on the kids and trying to get them in the pool and play in life and sorry and battleship and uh those yeah. are the type of games that i've been 
sort of playing and then resorting to uh, the Tiger King to keep me up at night, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm down. I mean, I know you and I played words with friends in the past. I'm down for any of that. Uh, again, I think that, you know, those are the things that are going to get us through words with friends is a silly game, but uh, it'll, it'll certainly run some clock for you. I, I assume yeah. Anik is like making up lines uh, on, you know, his kids' uh, sorry games. <laughs> Trying to get action. Right, I will. Now yeah. that I have that great idea from you, we will invoke that tonight. There you go. Hey, Johnny, send me an invite on Word for Friends. Let's start a game. You know, even if you play uh, once a day, I don't care. Just you know, just get some some interaction going there. Um, uh, absolutely. We'll we'll bet five bucks a game. I, oh yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. Let's do it. You got I it. Know, buff, buff like any <laughs> chance we can make it ten. So. <laughs> yeah. Listen, online poker is obviously keeping me busy where I can play. Um, you know, bookies aren't taking bets except on the weather. God knows what's happening in that industry. But online-wise, you know, my slot machine, I, I heard slot machine are going up because people are just playing online. I look at poker sites where, for instance, uh, globalpoker.com used to have like every night they had like a $10,000 prize pool tourney. Now they're having twenty-five dollars and $40,000 prize pool tourneys because so many people are playing now because they're not playing in person. So many people are definitely doing well by this. Prices are soaring and going crazy on collectibles at this time, guys. I've always told you, and we talked about the the vintage collectible sports memorabilia, movie memorabilia, guns and artifacts, even gold and silver. It's during times like this that these are gold bricks of value. When people, when dollars are changing and the market's affected and everything's in a recession, God forbid, into a depression, sports memorabilia is selling for more than it sold for three weeks ago because this is a source of gold bricks. And this is reported to me through my expert brother, Brian Buffer, but also I know this too, because I'm, I dibble-dabble in it a lot myself. Save those collectibles, guys. I'm telling you, they're, they're, they're valuable, valuable, valuable. Esports, um, obviously, is doing really, really well. I'm going to be making an announcement for a big esports organization I'm going to start working with, because that's another area in business um, which is thriving, because, again, people are at home playing a lot of games. So my recommendation this week is the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone game. There you go, folks. Wow. Yeah. That'll keep you busy. we got to find ways that. to be busy. I can only make, you know, 1,000 business calls a day, 500 personal calls, make sure everybody's done. But I definitely got to fill a few hours hey, during the day, John. I understand that there's a pandemic going on and people are bored, but I'm still not uh, bored enough to have a 12-year-old tell me I suck and call me a pussy on Modern Warfare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the, uh, maybe I'm a little traumatized from the last time I played, but yeah. Just climb in that helicopter, climb in that uh, C-24 or whatever it's called, and just, just do what you got to do to make sure they understand that you're nobody that's worth playing with. You take your game seriously. Right, and then I end up crying in the corner going, I'm worthless and suck. So, <sighs> well, What's okay. amazing about the, the mixed martial arts news cycle is that it is constant, right? I mean, we have done a podcast every Monday for five years as of this month, and there's never not something to talk about, right? And we didn't even spend that much time on John Jones this week, right? Just the whole Habib and Tony and Gaethje. And this sport is very uh, forgiving in terms of giving you stuff to talk about even when there aren't live events going on. One thing that I've liked about the uh, news cycle being a little bit uh, you know, open is uh, I've done a lot of retrospective uh, content and uh, did a watch-along for a show that n- nobody really remembers. John Anik was there, though. I think it was the first one he ever went to. Elite XC Destiny in uh, uh-huh. February of uh, 2007. And uh, this is crazy. If you go back and watch it, the main event uh, has Frank Shamrock and uh, Henzo Gracie. Henzo gets knee to the head 
loses or wins via disqualification. Uh, the commentators on that night did not know that you could not knee to the head of a grounded opponent. How about that? And that's crazy. Well, I'll tell you that, this. It was Tunica, Mississippi. It was 2007. To TJ's point, it was the first time that I was ever in an arena to watch a mixed martial arts competition live. And I'll be honest with you, I was a fan. I'm still a fan now, but I was such a fan then that I was like so anti-Henzo, right? Because I thought he just was taking the easy way out. So I became sort of a Frank Shamrock fan after that because I felt like he got hosed that night. I mean, I think a lot of people felt that way. I felt that way on initial watch because uh, Frank was on bottom, sign control and, and bottom, and uh, need Henzo. Uh, upon rewatching it, uh, it definitely hit him in the back of the head and, and I think hurt Henzo. And Henzo's not the type of person to... Uh, you know, walk out of a fight when he could otherwise uh, continue. But yeah, he just, broke his elbow in a fight and kept fighting. Right, that guy's amazing. Yeah, yeah, so so crazy. But yeah, no, uh, mixed martial arts. I, I I'll say it. I think 2007 is the greatest year in mixed martial arts' young history. There were so many ma- uh, major promotions at the time. Uh, barriers getting broken down left and right. The talent was phenomenal. Fights were great. 2007 is a fantastic year if you want to go back into Fight Pass and sort of deep dive uh, the history uh, on video. Uh, you know what? We should have a memory lane segment on the show while we're going through this so we can talk about it and enlighten all our listeners who are 90% of them you know, or, or more, you know, are obviously fans of the UFC worldwide that we have on the show. So let's let's pick a memory. We'll, we'll, I'd love that. Let's take a I'll, – I'll start doing that, a little memory slot, memory lane, and just share something, share something, whatever. John, Harry Potter, is that big in your house? No, I mean, my daughter is a vociferous reader and has already read probably three times as many books in her eight years on this earth as her father has in 41. Uh, so she, it's only a matter of time. She's eight, but uh, I, it certainly will have a presence in my house soon. But uh, as yet, no, I've never seen a movie, never picked up a book. Uh, can't, can't tell you anything about it. Yeah, and I haven't either, although I know that they're big. Uh, but the thing is, is that uh, the the writer of Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling, right? She's now developed a way. Obviously, people are trying to adapt their businesses to help people at home. So she's basically helping the boredom kids are going through. She's launching Harry Potter at home. It's a hub for kids that are in lockdown. I'm going to send this to you in case you want to show it to your daughter because maybe it could be one other avenue for her that might be something yeah. you know to occupy her time as thing goes on. And, you know, there's other people doing things too. I mean, obviously, fitness people, um, my very, very close friend, uh, Kitty Ladochi, who owns the Undisputed Fight Academy here in Manhattan Beach, obviously she's been closed down. But what she's doing is she's doing at-home video training for to keep her memberships, you know, active and everything. Because God knows when this is going to stop. And she's changed her whole business over where people are training with her on their laptops, uh, watching her videos and everything. And just like other people, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to what we're going through. John, I've said it before. My heart is broken when I think about the people financially suffering from this that don't have means like you or I to, to, to last a month or two or a year or two, you know, it's just, it pains me, John. I have to like take the thought out of my mind. That's how much it pains me. What people are going through during this time. Yeah. I mean, you just got to put all your energy into the people that you can affect right now. I think that's really the rub for me. Uh, the more I watch the news, I think the more discouraged and saddened I get. It's not that I've been tuning out per se, but, uh, sort of a heavy reality and there's no obvious end in sight. And, uh, you know, my kids asking all the time, when are we going back to school? Are we really not going to finish third grade? You know, uh, 
and then uh, the distance learning and everything else. It's crazy, man. I mean, this world, this life is totally unpredictable, and uh, I don't think any of us... I mean, it's what's crazy is that three weeks ago we were calling out Asanya Romero, and even in late February when I was in New York City with my family on vacation, there were a lot of people talking about the coronavirus in late February. Uh, because from an Olympic standpoint, the Olympics potentially were going to get canceled. And I just think a lot of Americans, a lot of us were just blind to the fact that this thing was in the rearview mirror. And uh, obviously, as a country, we were just a little bit late to adjust. Hopefully, you know, we don't pay the ultimate price. I hope so, too, John. You know, and the ultimate price being paid by a lot of people. But, you know, there's still officials doing their work and everything. Do you know that just the other day, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, federal agents in San Diego... Uh, people are still working to get drugs in this country. They seized $30 million in drugs in a tunnel that was a half mile long. A half mile long tunnel that was built between U.S. and Mexico. You know, you wonder is the wall, is, is the supposed wall, whenever this wall gets done with everything else got to be done with that money, is it going to work? Who knows? Yeah. $30 million. It's crazy. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a weekly shipment. Guys, I'm about, uh, I, I, I wish I had more news, good news. I can make suggestions of things to do, whatever. I just want everybody to be safe out there and be sane. It's not just being safe, it's being sane. We're in the third week, which is probably going to go into anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks or potentially more. I'm not a pessimist. We just don't know. It's changing daily. I want to say one more thing before we start signing off here. People listening around the world. People listening in the United States of America, we need to stand united and do everything that the authorities, medical and political and otherwise uh, police force are telling us to do. We have to stay home. We have to stay at distance. We have to do everything we need to do. Now it's getting to the point to wear a mask or a scarf when you're outside. Please do everything we can do. And then when our sports will be back, our UFC will be back, our lives will be back. But if we don't, they may never be back. We have got to really take a very serious, strong approach. Millennials, I hope you're getting it. I hope you're getting it. Please get it. That's all I want to say right now. My heart goes out to everybody. My support goes out to everybody. And I personally am trying to do everything I can do in my own little thing. If I can just get one mask to somebody that needs it, I'm going to do it. So let's, be, let's, let's unify and let's show respect to everybody around us and support each other as best we can. John, go ahead. Anything you want to tell us before we sign off? I love it. You know, I just want to speak to mixed martial arts fans because I think those are most of the people that are tuning in here. You know, I feel like the best way that I can give back is with free content. And that's why TJ obviously is my producer on the Anakin Forum podcast that we try to be there every Monday throughout everything that's going on. You know, live content on Instagram we've got coming up on Thursday with Paul Felder. Buff and I are going to do one of those Instagram lives at some point. You know, I just have this craving to connect with UFC fans who are sitting around wanting fights, wanting the connection. And if you think about it from that standpoint, of just a UFC fan who's a worker who is relegated to his or her home, you know, all of a sudden this weekly UFC fix and habit is totally gone. So that's the way I feel like we can give back and help people get through this time at home. And uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, another thing I want to mention, too, is that my uh, service for uh, personalized videos and audios, it's, it's, it's spiked because people are actually looking for feel-good stuff. You know what I'm getting requests for now, John? I'm getting requests to do videos and audios for people that are recovering from COVID-19 to wow. give them support. Yeah, to give them – like one guy – 
um, they, they ordered a Cameo because I'm on Cameo2.com and they ordered a Cameo and I did it for them and they were so thankful because it made their dad feel so good who just got out of the dark side of this COVID-19 virus and recovering. It's, uh, times are changing, man. They are changing. If I can help you guys, just go to BruceBuffer.com. I'm happy to help in any way possible. It's, and again, donations now will not only be made to military, animal, and children's charities, but we have to start donating to the proper causes that are benefiting whatever can be done to help with this COVID-19 pandemic. TJ, what's up? Uh, well, today I just got done doing uh, about an hour and 15-minute interview with uh, Eddie Bravo, who uh, we discussed a lot of things. Uh, yeah, I imagine. A lot. <laughs> Uh, theories about COVID-19, um, you know, take oh, that for boy. what it's worth. But, uh, you know, the main story uh, we talked about was uh, Tony Ferguson, uh, UFC 249, the fight that everyone wants with Khabib Nurmagomedov and, you know, try to get in the headspace that, that Tony's been in the last uh, few weeks. And All right, So give uh, us some information. What did he say about Tony? Is uh, it going to happen? What, can he give uh, you any information? Go listen. It'll be dropped everywhere. You get your podcast later today for free uh, for everyone. Let's break it on his time and tell him then to follow through to your end to hear more information. I'm I mean, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, there's really no news. Like, no one really knows uh, no one anything. Knows, but, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, Eddie shares his thoughts. There's a lot of talk about maybe Tyron Woodley uh, being an opponent. Uh, Eddie doesn't want to see that happen. He wants to see Tony stay at 155. And uh, I don't blame him. It's very difficult yeah. to think that you would go up and fight a former welterweight champion at a weight class that you haven't fought at in quite a long time. Yeah, and, that, and just expect like that. that if something, you know, poorly happens there, if Tony doesn't come out with the win, you know, that, you know, it's not going to affect him at 155 pounds. That's not how fight sports work. Yeah. I mean, it shouldn't, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he gets injured and then you never know what happens. But uh, yeah, no, some good insight on where Tony Ferguson is at and where, you know, uh, his next fight may or may not be uh, moving forward. Very cool. John? TJ, you and your family, my best wishes, sincere wishes, everything. Stay safe, stay strong. Uh, John, you know how I feel about you, brother. My best wishes go out to you, Chrissy, and the kids, your family, your loved ones, your mom, everybody. I just hope everybody stays safe. Let's all do what we can do. Uh, we'll keep it up, John. You know, with our stay at home, can we have you on again for maybe not for an hour, but a little update with my buddy John Anik? And I am ready for that Instagram, whatever you call that thing, that chat. Let's do it, John. Yeah. You want to? Next we'll week, do it. And we'll yeah, let's, let's chop it up. Maybe next week we'll uh, we'll do some NFL draft stuff and uh, just try to all be in this together. You know, yeah, be in it together. And let's you know we we talked a lot of painful things today, a lot of you know light things. But let's let's bring as much humor and pleasure to our listeners as we can during these time of need. Also, my exclusive tailors at My King and Bay, as a, as other people are doing, they are turning over shirts and and cloths and everything into making uh, masks that can be worn, obviously a little style to them, that can be washed. I posted my Instagram post today on what they're doing. They even have a mass challenge uh, that I tweeted out. So check it out. Check out at My King and Bay. They're trying to do what they can do also to help everybody out there. Again, John, sincere best wishes. Much love to you and your family. TJ, same to you and your family, of course. We will be back next week. Everybody, stay safe. Be well. Listen to what you're supposed to do, and please do it. This is a time that we cannot slack. This is a time that we have to be stronger than ever. And as a result, both young, older, whatever, we will all become stronger for this. Let's be the strongest generation after we get through this. And let's be talked about as such because we did what we had to do to beat this. Everybody, set your goals. There still need to be set. 
learn about them, write them down, step on that path. And when you step on that path to fulfill that goal, be the best you can be. If you're the best you can be, then you're winning. And that's what we talk about. And it's time. I am all about winning. So be the best you can be, folks, and I'll support you all the way. Thank you for listening. Everybody stay safe. Be well. Be back next week with another great guest. Maybe not as great as John Attic, but we'll do our best. Buffer out. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal.